So you got you got to believe that it's it's not this is not going to last forever. Uh, it, it's gonna it's gonna clear up. We're gonna get through this, and because because Americans are resilient, Christians are resilient. Amen. I like what it says in John fourteen twenty seven. It says, "I am leaving you with a." Uh, it says here. Well, that's New Living Translation. Let me read the New King James first. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives. Do I give to you? Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. John 14, 27. Uh, so anyway, we have the peace of Jesus residing on the inside of us. And we should not allow anything to rock our peace. I like what New Living Translation says. It says, I am leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart. And that peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. In other words, don't wait to to get your peace when you find that they have a uh, vaccine for the virus. Amen. Amen. Don't wait on the vaccine. No, 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 no. Just wait on Jesus. Wait on the word of God. The word of God will give you the peace that you need. So so we need a we need to stay in peace. How? By keeping our minds on Christ. Amen? I, I like what it says in 2 Timothy 1.7. It says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. You know, sometimes every once in a while, even the pastor gets nervous. Amen. 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 But you know what? Even though I may get nervous or uh, at times, and sometimes fear and anxiety will try to come upon me. Amen. Um, I speak the word of God and speaking the word of God overcomes the feelings of anxiety and depression. Amen. Amen. And so this is important because it's more than just being positive and speaking positive words. And that's good. But uh, but what's better than speaking positive words is speaking the word of God. Amen. And so um, this is this is a faith confession that that you can say. And I'm just going to because we're talking about the power of words and we need to be making faith confessions daily in our lives. Uh, uh, This is a good faith confession. Say this after me. I have the peace of God that passes all understanding because God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a spirit of love. And a sound mind. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And so this is important. That when we speak the God's promises, it produces faith in our life. Amen. And so we have to understand that. That we, as Christians, we walk by faith and not by sight. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Paul says, as Christians, we walk by faith and not by external situations and circumstances. So, so, so faith, as I ministered last week, uh, faith is our sixth sense. You know, we have five senses. So, you know, the taste and touch and, and sight and hearing. And we have these senses. But, but the sixth sense is faith. And as Christians, we walk by faith and not by, we're not governed our attitude by what's going on out here. Amen. I like what it says in 2 Corinthians 4, 18. It says, why you do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. 
For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Amen. So what is he saying here? He's saying that we don't focus on all this stuff out here, what the world is focusing on. No, we focus on the eternal things of God. We focus on the word of God. The word of God is eternal. Can I say that again? The word of God is eternal. In Isaiah 40, verse 8, it says, The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God stands forever. Amen. Amen. That's good news. The word of God stands forever. Uh, Another translation says, The word of God endures forever. Amen. Uh, uh, In Matthew 24, verse 35 Jesus is speaking. He says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Amen. So what is that saying? There's even another scripture. I don't have my notes. It says that God even puts his word even above his name. Amen. What is that saying to us? That's saying that there's power in the word of God. There is enough power where when we speak the word of God, the promises of God's word, what we're doing is we're coming in agreement with God. And when two or more agreeing, touching anything in the name of Jesus, it shall be done. Amen. So when you are agreeing with God's word, then that causes dunamis power to be working in your lives. I like what it says in Hebrews 4.12. See, I'm trying to get this across to you and that, that speaking God's word is powerful. And the more you speak it, the more you're going to believe it. Hallelujah. I'm going to say that again. The more you hear something over and over again and, and you listen to something over again, it can either be an evil report and, and it can produce fear in your life or it can be a positive report, the good news of the Bible and it will produce faith in your life. And so whatever we're listening to on a continual basis, uh, and if it's just uh, that we're listening to the, the negative things, then we're going to have a negative attitude, and we're going to draw those things into our life. But, but that's not us. We're going to focus on the good things. Amen? And so I love that. Um, Hebrews 4.12 says it this way, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. What is Paul saying here? He's saying that the word of God is active. It, it, it's alive. It's, it's, it, it enables to produce what it says. Amen? It, it's, it's seed that will produce the promise that's written in the Bible. Glory to God. And so we need to understand that. So another scripture I love is in Romans 3, 4. And it says here, Certainly not, uh, indeed, let God be true and every man a liar. Let God's word be true and every man a liar. As it is written, that you may be justified in your words and may, over, and may overcome when you are, um, and, and you may overcome. Amen. And so it says here in Romans 3, 4, that we're justified by our words and and that we're overcome when we are judged. Amen. Glory to God. I couldn't read it on my paper here. I see it up there. And so we're 
We're overcome. In other words, Jesus said every idle word will be judged over. Amen. So listen, we need to start speaking. Thank God I'm redeemed from the coronavirus. We need to start speaking. Thank God I'm not a carrier of the coronavirus. I'm the carrier of the anointing of God. Amen. We need to start speaking faith-filled words. Amen. And when we start speaking these faith-filled words, we're going to start believing it, and our attitude is going to adjust. Glory to God. The number two key we need to do uh, that we need to enact to be a people not of this world, we are sacrificial and not selfish. You see, when fear comes in, what fear does, it, it, it gets us to focus on ourselves. And you think about that? When we, when, when we start thinking about the coronavirus, we're not really thinking about our neighbor really getting it. You know, like, like we're, oh, I hope my neighbor doesn't get it. We're thinking, I hope I don't get it. We're not, we're not, we're not concerned about loving our neighbor. We're like, they, they can fend for themselves, and I'm going to fend for myself. <laughs> Each man for his own self, right? And so we need to be very careful we don't get that attitude. And so we, as Christians, we need to be sacrificial and not selfish. And, and it's just human nature to be just focused on self in, in times of trials. And so we don't, need to be, we don't need to be selfish, but we need to be sacrificial in this time. Why? Because we're redeemed people. We're not of this world. We're on a mission of the Great Commission. Amen? And, and, and the, the devil's goal is to get us Christians in a place where we're more concerned for ourselves than for others. And I just want to encourage you in this time, be, don't be so concerned for yourself. No, no, we need to be praying for our nation, praying for our neighbors. We as Christians are the ones with faith. We, we need to be, uh, we need to be, uh, uh, what, we need to be faith peddlers, amen? We need to be hope, not dope, dealers. Glory to God. And so we need to understand that. And, and so time and, and tendency, we need not to be so focused on ourselves. Amen. We need to be more focused on blessing others. So don't let fear drive you. Amen. Uh, and keep you in isolation. But be generous and giving and be the person that God has created you to be. I like what it says in Philippians 2, 3 and 4. It says here in Philippians 2, 3 and 4, New Living Translation. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. So in this time, what is the enemy trying to do? He's trying to keep the church, in a sense, locked down from, from giving out. And we don't need, we don't, we, we're, you can't shut the church down. You can't shut the word of God down. We're streaming live today because the word will go forth. Regardless if we have people in our auditorium or not, it's going forth through the airwaves. So I believe that, that as we minister and we find new ways to connect to people, amen, we can find different ways to connect to people and to minister to people. We need to be Focus more on ministering to people than looking out for ourselves. Amen. 
I like what it says in Acts 2, 44 and 45. It says, all believers, this is what it's at the beginning of the, when the church was established, all believers were together. They had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to everyone who had need. The early church was, was concerned with each other. Amen. Amen. I, you know, I, I took some time out this week to call different church members, let them know that I'm praying for them and, and asking them if they need prayer and asking them if, if they're okay. And uh, some didn't answer, so I left messages on the machines. And you know what? I'm telling you, it invigorated me. It, it, it gave me purpose. Yes, yes. You know, I, I see the people here, but knowing that I'm not seeing them this Sunday, uh, it gave me a reason to reach out. So, so in this time, fear will try to keep us from, from reaching out to other people. You can reach out. You know, the, 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 the rule is the rule of 10. You still can get together. Glory to God. You don't have to, you don't have to stay Locked in, you got the rule of 10, amen, that we can come together and still worship God. The Bible says when two or three are gathered in his name, he is in the midst of us. So it only takes two or three to have a powerful meeting with God. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So, so we need to be like the early church. It says in Acts 2, 46 and 47, every day they continued meeting together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes, ate together with glad, sincere hearts, praising God, enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily as those who were being saved. Amen. So, so we're, we're, you know, church is not just a Sunday morning experience. At Exceed Life Church, church is not just Sunday morning, even though we believe that this is one of the best days of the week. Amen. It, it's more than that. Uh, as believers, we do church every day of the week. Seven days a week. We're involved in, hopefully you're involved in spending time with God's word. You're involved in worshiping God every day. You're involved, you know, in this time where we're, you know, more in our houses with our families. Let's spend some time around the Bible. Let's spend some time around God's word. Let's allow this time to be a Sabbath time where we can spend Quality time together, amen, with our families without pouring, pulling our hair out. Amen? amen? Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. That's just a joke. Glory to God. So uh, let's not fear the virus that keeps us from communicating with one another. Amen? How do we do that? You know, I want to encourage you in this time uh, to connect with other believers through, through uh, calling other believers. Amen? Messaging scriptures. Amen? Um, uh, even... Uh, if you can and you're, and, and, and you're healthy, maybe visiting other members in the church, glory to God, and, uh, and keep the rule of 10. It, it's permissible, glory to God. And so I just want to encourage you to stay in faith and not close up, amen? Number, number three key is as believers uh, th- that we may be in this world, but we're not of this world, that we need to shine the light and we do not need to hide the light. Somebody say, shine the light. Amen. And so we need to shine the light and not hide our light. Glory to God. In other words, listen, there is a cure for the coronavirus. Can I say that? Where? Uh, what did you, you, you heard something, Pastor? They found a cure? Yes, it's, it's, it's in the, it's Jesus. He's the cure. Amen. And there's no... 
Jesus, the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. Coronavirus has to bow to the name of Jesus. Amen. I was watching something on on Facebook and it was this guy. I think he may have been in his 40s. He caught the coronavirus. He started off with a sore throat and then it kind of progressed and he ended up in the hospital and then they kept telling him it wasn't the coronavirus. And he's given his commentary on this. He, he made it through. He's healthy now. And um, but uh, uh, finally they tested him and they said, you got the coronavirus and we really have no um, treatment for it. And so they told him, he said, well, what do I do? They said, pray. <laughs> so listen, when medical science don't have a remedy for what's coming down the pike, Pray. <laughs> In other words, you've got to use your faith. You know, there is a remedy to the coronavirus. What is it? It's faith. It's faith in God. Amen. It's faith in the name of Jesus. That's the remedy for coronavirus. And it's faith. Just believe. Amen. Matthew 14, 15 says, you are the light of the world. A town built on the hill cannot be hidden. Neither do not do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it under its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. What is our assignment? Our assignment is to let our light shine. Our assignment is to be positive, even though there is some negative things happening and we can't go to the gym and we can't do we can't go to the movies. And but you know what? There might be some negative things, but we still can be positive. when, When it gets darker in the world, we as saints, we get lighter. In other words, light shines when it's dark. And it may seem to be dark because of this virus, but I'm telling you, the church should uh, express the light of God in every area that we're in. Amen? Amen. So we need to make our light shine and um, let it shine. How do we do that? Through speaking words of faith. We speak. See, I'm not going to get the coronavirus. See, I'm not going to get it and you're not going to get it. Amen. Why? Because we're speaking words of faith. Amen. I'm under divine protection and you're under divine protection. We are hope dealers. We are faith activators. And we don't want to be speaking the negative. We want to be speaking the positive. The enemy wants us to speak, you know, what could happen. Well, just wait and see if it happens. Amen. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's going to blow over quicker than we think. Amen. So, so the, the, the coronavirus uh, is not taking over this planet. Glory to God. The coronavirus is dying out in Jesus name. Now, let's look at this. Uh, how do we keep the fear out? Let's look at this story quickly. Uh, it's in Matthew 14, 22 through 32. Let's look at this. It says here, immediately Jesus made his disciples to get in the boat and go before uh, him to the other side. Why he sent his multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now, when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now, in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them Walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, 
they were troubled, saying, is it a ghost? And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. See, notice Jesus, what you see, notice the tendency of, of the human nature is to get fearful. And Jesus said, it is him. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. And so we see this, that that Peter, you know, was the only water walker besides Jesus that came off that boat that day. And so he heard the word of God and, and the word of God will cause us to to exceed natural laws. And here where Peter was walking on the water, it said, but when he saw the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. Say afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. So we see here that Peter was walking on the water as long as he kept his eyes on Jesus. And so the winds and the, and, and the boisterous waves, you know, got Peter's attention. And what did Peter do? He took his focus off of Jesus and started focusing on the things around him. And what is the enemy trying to do these days? He's trying to get the church focused on the, the wind and the waves, uh, uh, the coronavirus, this, that, you know, uh, the economy and all that going down. He's trying to get us focused on that. But we need to keep our focus on Jesus. And as long as we keep our focus on Jesus, we're going to walk on the water. We're going to walk above the circumstances instead of sink down under the circumstances. And as Peter was walking, he was doing good when he was focused on Jesus. We're going to stay good and stay at peace when we're focused on the word of God in our trials and our tribulations. But what happened, Peter started, he lost his focus off Jesus and started focusing on the external and he started to sink. But thank God, when your faith doesn't get you there, God's mercy will. In other words, yes, sometimes our faith may falter, but Jesus' mercy kicked in. And sometimes our faith can falter in different areas of our life, but thank God for his mercy. And when Peter called out to Jesus, Jesus took him by the hand and they were instantly on the boat and the wind stopped. So listen, yes, we may, our faith may be faltering at times, but God's mercy will divinely protect us and bring us through anything that's trying to attack us. Amen. So, 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 so the good news is we, again, we're not of this world. We may be in this world, but we're not of this world. And, uh, and, and we do not, you know, I, you know, there was a study done on the, the do nots in the Bible. Let me just give you some scriptures with some do nots in it. We do not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Jesus did not lead us. Uh, Jesus does not lead us into temptation, but he delivers us from evil. Amen. Therefore, we do not store up treasures in heaven 
We store up, tre- uh, uh, store up treasures on the earth. We store up treasures in heaven. Glory to God. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. We walk by faith and not by sight. For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. We are, we are, uh, uh, the goodness of God says we are saved by grace and not by works. We are justified by faith and not by the works of the law. God did not appoint us to suffer wrath. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Because this coronavirus is not the wrath of God on this planet. Amen. Amen. I'm going to say it again. This is not God's judgment on this planet. No, this is the devil trying to do everything he can to make us fearful. He's trying to shut down the church. He's trying to shut down the gospel, but he can't do it. Amen. I don't believe it's the judgment of God. It's just the fact that we're in a corrupt volatile world system that's always shaken. Glory to God. You see, see, heaven is solid. The word of God is solid. There's no shaking in heaven. But the world is so volatile. It's so fragile that, that just the smallest thing can rock it. But understand this, that the word of God cannot be rocked. Uh, God's promises cannot be changed. His promises are everlasting. Glory to God. So, so we may be in a battle, and, and, and it is a battle, but, but it's a battle of good versus evil. It's a battle of faith versus fear. It's a battle of light versus darkness. And guess what? The light wins. God wins. Good always overcomes evil. Light always overcomes darkness. Faith will always overcome fear in our lives. Amen. I like what it says in Ephesians 6, 12. For our struggle is not against the flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against spiritual forces in evil, in, uh, of evil in heavenly realms. Amen. Therefore, we will not be overcome by evil. Glory to God. We are the triumphant church of the Lord Jesus Christ. We overcome evil with good. Amen. Amen. So we need to not be focused on the the external circumstances. We don't need we don't grieve like the world grieves. Glory to God. Why? Because we have faith. I like what it says in Second Corinthians four, eight, nine. We are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not despaired, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. Glory to God. It doesn't matter what's happening. We as the church will always stand triumphant in Christ. Amen. To sum it up, we live by faith and not by sight. We are sacrificial and not selfish. We shine as lights and we do not hide the light. So I want to encourage you in this time where you're where you feel like, you know, there's nothing you can do. You have to stay kaput. No, there's plenty of things we can do as Christians. We can call people. We can pray for people. We can meet in groups of 10. Glory to God. We're going to be meeting Tuesday night. At least 10 going to be here tonight. Uh, Tuesday night, we're going to be praising and worshiping God Tuesday, praying for this nation. And, 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 And I'll be giving a faith message out again. And I'm telling you, we are the overcoming church. 
Glory to God. And you're gonna, we're going to overcome this situation. We're going to be back on track sooner than you think. And you're going to be saying, wow, the pastor was right. Amen. And we're going to be back uh, in, in normalcy, Gloria. It's going to be a normal, back to normal, maybe more, you know, vigilant than ever before because we're going to go out and we're going to let our light shine and we're going to let the devil know he cannot lock down the church. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at 4136 Holland Road, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 1030 a.m nurseries and children's church provided. This broadcast is made possible by the Congregation of Exceed Life Church. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.